Well, just act like the cameras aren't here. Yeah. 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 Basically. I mean, you could do that. I you guess. don't want to make a point. Be like Jim on The Office. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he says one of his things, we can look at the camera and be like, "We don't know." It's <laughs> <laughs> so close. Welcome. Thank you for joining us today. This is Pastors of the Roundtable. This is the Discipleship Podcast of Monroe Missionary Baptist Church. It is brought to you by Together in Christ, the teaching ministry of MMBC in Monroe, Michigan. As we sit around the table, we want to encourage thoughtful discussion about the Christian faith and to connect you to the people and the ministries of MMBC. Sitting around here today in our uh, studio today, <laughs> Our, our live studio, which is not live, um, <laughs> in, uh, in, uh, here at, uh, We could do it live potentially in the future. We could, yeah, yeah. that would be fun. Call, call in show. Yeah. We could just switch the day from Thursday to Mondays when we're actually doing them. That would be fun. Live call in shows? You want to take that on, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, um, We've got sitting with me right here, uh, Tim Michelangeli, lead pastor here at MNBC, Scott Slater, family pastor, Matt Bates, music and media pastor, and my name is Spencer Snow. I'm the discipleship pastor here at the church. Um, today, we want to continue our walk through the screw tape letters. Today, we're at letter number 17, and we want to uh, kind of just talk about some of the ideas here that C.S. Lewis is writing through this book, um, through the eyes of fictional characters, screw tape as he writes to his nephew, his demon nephew, uh, Wormwood. Um, he's writing here in letter 17, and he's going to talk about gluttony. Gluttony. And one of the things he's going to write about right away is that the topic of gluttony has actually been something that whenever Lewis is writing this in the 1940s, that we have been able to silence the pulpits on. So it's been very good that we've not been able to talk about it. And But one of the things he talks about is that, and, and he's writing in the background, is that people oftentimes think about gluttony only one way, which is eating way too much food, which I did last night. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, with the Super Bowl game and everything. So, super. Yeah, it's a good, good time to confess. <laughs> um, so that's one way that gluttony can happen. But he also is going to, and he's going to especially focus upon in this one, about what he calls the gluttony of delicacy. So there's the gluttony of excess, and there's the gluttony of delicacy, and both are gluttonous hmm. because you're thinking too much about, uh, you're idolizing food. Yeah, That's the problem is you are using it for wrong purposes. Um, is, is gluttony only in terms of food? The term gluttony, yeah. It is? I think so, yeah. Okay. I was just, I was, what I think would it we, connote, what would we I think compare it, it to? food anyways. What would we compare it to? Because, I mean, there's probably, there's a sin of ex excess, I guess, maybe mm -hmm. then? You wouldn't... Sure. You, would you... I mean, I've heard I'm a glutton for punishment, or, like, I've heard sure. glutton used in different... Wouldn't that fall into envy or coveting? <clears throat> maybe. Like, where you just go overboard. Yeah. yeah. With something mm -hmm. like a... Yeah. Like golf or yeah. a sport or something yeah. like that. No. I didn't yeah. know if it would be <laughs> determined gluttonous. Or if there's something different, mm -hmm. I, well, I think know. in this it's, it'll be in the same category of idolatry in that yeah. sense of idolizing something yeah. by spending right. too much time doing it or yeah. 
So, right. Yeah, I guess I think we just call it something else yeah. at that point. Mm. But that's... Yeah, that's what gluttony's kind of getting at. Yeah, right, right. An idolization of something. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know doing if yeah. food, food specific or not. <clears throat> right. That's what I was yeah. wondering. We just need a researcher who could look that up on the I spot, know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, I think that's in the budget for next year, right? Uh, for this podcast, we're gonna hire a researcher, yeah, a researcher <laughs> just for this podcast. So we've got gluttony of delicacy versus gluttony of of excess. Um, and so one of the things he's going to uh, write here about is about how the patient's mother, so this Christian guy's mother, and he's going to use her as an example of what this gluttony of delicacy looks like and the fact that we can use this in order to um, impact the souls and the spiritual state of, of other people. So one of the ways he writes, he writes here and begins with this way, your patient's mother, the Christian's mother, as I learned from the dossier, and you might have learned from Glubose, is a good example. She would be astonished, one day, I hope, will be, to learn that her whole life is enslaved to this kind of sensuality, which is quite concealed from her by the fact that the quantities involved are small. So what he's saying is, is she's going to be surprised that she's actually guilty of gluttony because she actually eats small amounts. But she's going to be surprised that she's guilty of this sin as well. But he says, but what do quantities matter, provided we can use a human belly and palate to produce querulousness, impatience, uncharitableness, and self-concern. So what he's writing at is the fact that we're going to use food, not simply, food is almost like a means, and gluttony is a means to where we can start to produce all these other bad characteristics um, in, this, in this woman. And he uses examples and says, this is, it's kind of funny. She is a positive terror to hostesses and servants. And I'm sure we've <laughs> all been to restaurants with people and there are certain people who could just be really rough on, on waitresses and you go, yeah, exactly. All, you know, and so it's yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, or never, yeah, never order anything as it is on the menu, but have yeah. to give like oh, all yeah. of your special instructions. Right. It's like what she does actually. In right. The- no onions. Hold the paprika. I like onions and I like paprika. <laughs> it says she is always turning from what has been offered her to say with a demure little sigh and say, oh, please, please. All I want is a cup of tea, weak, but not too weak. And the teeniest, weeniest bit of really crisp toast. And he continues here and says, you see, because what she wants is smaller and less costly than what has been set before her. She never recognizes as gluttony her determination to get what she wants, however troublesome it may be to others. At the very moment of indulging her appetite, she believes that she is practicing temperance. What do you guys think about this? Um, can Do we still do this today where we can be actual gluttons and we then become terrors to other people? Maybe our family members are outside by what we how we use food and how we view it can we do that today and how does yeah well i just don't think we would use the term gluttonous in this case we would use snooty yeah or yeah picky finicky yeah just something something along those lines Mm -hmm. fickle healthy no not (laughs) healthy (laughs) no i'm serious because i mean you can get to that you can definitely get to that point but you know where you're just right it's overblown you know sure uh definitely have seen that yeah i'm sure we've all seen that maybe we've acted like that you know right before I'm totally guilty of that like when hannah's cooking dinner i'll hover it's terrible <laughs> i feel like you, Bad idea. you need to flip the, the chicken now yeah like that's too much whatever yeah, I'm that way too. on that way too 
I'm never like this in restaurants. I'm the opposite. Mm-hmm. You never Give eat me in a restaurant. That's yeah. true. Yeah, <laughs> thank you for bringing that up, Scott. Yeah. But like if I go to a restaurant, even if I, because we do takeout, that's what you're referencing. Yes. <laughs> if they give me the exact wrong meal, I'm taking it home. Right. And I'm going to do it. If McDonald's yeah. gives me root beer instead of the Coke I wanted, I'm drinking root beer. Like it's just all there is to it right. that day, you sure. know. And Is that because you truly don't think it's that big of a deal? Or it's yeah. like you don't want to cause a stir? Both. Okay. Yeah. I mean, don't I don't like root beer. Turn. I personally, I'm not a big fan of root beer, but yeah. I would still drink it because it's not like going to kill me. Mm. But yeah, I mean, you already I mean, waited for it once. Yeah. I'm if you went to back, you'd have to wait for it again. Yeah. Some yeah. of it's laziness. Yeah. Some I just don't want confrontation. Some of it is they're probably busy. They didn't do it on purpose. They're not trying to be a jerk for right. me. You know, type of thing. Mm-hmm. Just eat the food. It's fine. You know. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I'm also not picky, which sure. is a big advantage. I can understand someone who's picky, like say. Uh, they order a steak and they ask for it medium well or, you know, someone like that. Yeah, yeah. And it comes medium rare. I can understand well them done. getting grossed out. But see, like, I would have a problem with that person. <laughs> like, if I order a steak and I want it medium rare, but it comes well, well done, done, yeah, oh. I can eat that. Like, it's not, uh, yeah, gross. It's, it's not good, but I can yeah. definitely eat it. Where I could, from the other side, that's kind of gross mm-hmm. to them. I can understand complaining. Yeah. Saying, I need this cooked well, a little bit Isn't that what haggis is? You stomach. No. It's lamb. It's, it's, it's organ stomach. meat chopped up with oatmeal stuffed yeah. into a stomach and cooked. Yeah. Oh. Isn't it got blood? It's delicious. <laughs> no, that's not. That's that's black pudding, oh. which is also delicious. Okay. <laughs> These are Scotland. I don't know Scotland. how he got on this. What were you going to say? That's Is it Haggis Hut? Is that what they've got over there? The local shop. Uh, let's go to Haggis Bell. And yeah. Let's get <laughs> yeah. All right. I bet oh, they don't change the menu. Um, Have you seen the movie Brave? Yeah. Uh, the mom at one point is like, boys, eat your haggis. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I have no desire for it, honestly. Yeah. But. This might put me in the category of, of what's in here, but the one occasion where I would send it back is if I'm eating at, a, at an expensive restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say that, too. Like, if I'm going to a steak yeah. place that's really nice. I'm paying $38 for a steak. Right. I, I mean, that, be right. to be honest, I probably still wouldn't just because I would be like, whatever. Right. I'm just yeah. going to eat this stupid thing. Well, but. Yeah, I would understand. I could understand that, but I've just been with people before that it's everything. Well, and I think that's the thing. You know? It's about attitude, right? Yeah. It's not wrong to do any of these things. No, to right. ask for, yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know, this got wrong. And most people, it's mm-hmm. your attitude, right? If, yeah. But she's coming at it with, she's demanding right. everybody else mm-hmm. meet her needs to a, and an extent that she thinks that of them basically as her slaves now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she is, it's its an arrogance, yes, yeah. really. And so it's all about the heart, right? We're mm-hmm. not saying you can't go back mm-hmm. to McDonald's and go switch out your root beer for a Coke. Mm-hmm. thats You can do that with the right attitude. But what she's doing here is using right. food <clears throat> in a way that she actually becomes demanding of other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what he says is actually, while she's indulging her appetite, while she is you taking the food and valuing it mm-hmm. to such a degree, she thinks she's practicing temperance. Right. Isn't that ironic that she thinks she's doing the right thing while actually she's doing the exact wrong thing at the same way? Isn't it? It's interesting how we can, how a temptation can lead us to do that. Yeah. It's just so easy to do. I mean, yeah. I'm not a picky person. My wife would say I'm extremely picky and I don't understand that because I'll eat anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not, I'm going to eat stuff, but there, there is a level. Mm-hmm. So like it, 
for lunch, I'll eat a sandwich. That's not happening at dinner for me. <laughs> and that <laughs> falls into this category. <laughs> like, I don't want a sandwich for dinner. I want dinner food. I want something yeah. better than that. Uh, and so I can potatoes. see, yeah, I can see where <laughs> that, <laughs> that would be me. But on the flip side, I take just as much enjoyment eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich mm. at lunch as I probably do whatever I'm eating for dinner. Mm. If it's a good dinner, <clears throat> like I enjoy them the same <laughs> amount. And so it's, it's hard to say yeah. snooty there, but right. I get, I mean, I don't know. I struggle with this a little bit because right. I, I wonder, think, are we pushing this to a little too far? Is, is C.S. Lewis pushing this a little bit too far, maybe, and pointing out a sin that is just someone's preference? I don't want people to right. feel guilty for having preferences. No, I don't think that's what he's doing. <laughs> I think, though, that one of the things you can see, though, is is it can happen either way. And I think one of the things that happens, though, is gluttony is usually described in one sense, which sure. it is real, like an excess mm-hmm. of food. But mm-hmm. then you think about the other way. <clears throat> if you go on TV, if you watch advertisements, a lot of them are about health food and and um and losing weight and other things like that and i'm not saying those things are bad either Mm -hmm. but what it does show is that on the other end like if you're going to go buy whatever whatever the advertisement selling sometimes sometimes that can also be creating another um idol of food as in the in the other way like he's saying is where she she becomes so controlled by this that she becomes uh (laughs) intolerant of other people and also a jerk about it yeah right and so both both the point is is and what he's trying to say is is in one sense the food is indifferent <clears throat> but it's how we approach it and it's what we do with it um that yeah. is is affecting our hearts so really that's the bigger question food really is a big deal to people it needs to be just like money mm-hmm. right it's not something like you know just talk about the evil of money but money is is needed and it's necessary. And so we have to think about it and we have to use it. And we have, same with food, you know, you have to think about food. You have to, uh, because it's just part of us. And you say, well, you can just fast. Well, I can only fast for so long and I'm going to die if I don't eat food. And then you're also supposed to think about food because you're supposed to take care of your body. Mm -hmm. And so I have found it when I try to eat healthy, I think more about food than ever. Yeah. If I'm not trying to be healthy, I don't think about it because right. I know, well, when I get hungry, I just, I'll run Taco Bell or wonder whatever right, and get yeah. me some food. Sure. But when I'm trying to eat healthy, I'm like, I can't really do that because yeah. that's not healthy. Right. And so I have to think about it more. Sure. And so it's not <laughs> sinful for me to think about my food more to want to eat healthy, but that to a level then it can sure. be. Sure. Yeah. Especially like if, you're ju- if you're judging other people, right. you know, and you're starting to become the snooty right. person yeah. all the time. Right. And I'm sure we've all ran into yeah. things like that right. as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, he does. I mean, like, that's why what he says, you've already read this, is helpful. Like he says that, but what do quantities matter, provided mm-hmm. we can use a human belly and palate <clears throat> to produce quarrelousness, impatience, mm-hmm. uncharitableness, mm-hmm. and self-concern. Mm-hmm. That that's really what's at the heart of being so picky in her case is that like it's it's all of those other things like you're trying that he's trying to develop those attitudes in her and reactions to people and that's actually the issue and this kind of goes beyond a little bit like or further on in the topic of food and how it affects us of like sometimes people can even look at like those things if they're being quarrelous impatient unkind or self-concerned oh that's because i'm hungry mm. and blaming it on like what's going on with your stomach i'm hungry or you know, like I'm just irritable because like I ate this and it gives me gas or something. Yeah. I don't know, whatever, like you would say. And like he even says that later on 
in that chapter, he says, uh, uh, on that as on every other subject, keep your man in a condition of false spirituality. Never let him notice the medical aspect. Keep him wondering what pride or lack of faith has delivered him into your hands when a simple inquiry into what he's been eating or drinking for the last 24 hours would show him whence your ammunition comes and thus enable him by a very little abstinence to imperil your lines of communication. And so just like always thinking what spiritually, that's kind of the other side, mm -hmm. what's spiritually going on with me is only relating to the spiritual side of my life mm -hmm. and unrelated to what I'm eating and drinking mm -hmm. when actually like, yeah. You know, they're they're very closely concerned. Right, um, right. Yeah. I think Scott, so. if you're just if you're hungry, you should probably just get Snickers. <laughs> yes. yeah. exactly. I mean, Jesus would say, I think in Mark, the Gospel of Mark, he would talk about. He'd say, "You think what goes into your body is what defiles you? That's not what defiles you, right? Because you expel that yeah. out." And he talks about that, and um, we have to think about that too. I know I mean, there are some people who struggle with this so much it does become a holiness factor mm -hmm. of what they're eating, mm -hmm. what they're drinking. That becomes a sign of your faith, or I, I don't know, you know, what it might be. And we have to be careful uh, with that also. So again. The whole Christian life, I think, is a balancing game as we walk in Christian liberty and Christian freedom yeah. of, you know, the whole excess thing. And that's really what's being dealt with here is the excess of things. And so, yeah, paying attention maybe to your body and how it reacts to certain foods is important. Like you should watch that. Um, if, if something you're eating is making you sick all the time, and as a result, you're always irritable and frustrated, maybe you shouldn't eat that. Yeah. You're like, well, yeah, but I really like it. Well, maybe you need to give it up to mm -hmm. care more for your brothers and sisters because <laughs> you're you're really mean, you know, mm -hmm. when this is happening. Yeah. You maybe should notice those uh, mm -hmm. correlations. But we do have to remember Jesus's words. This food isn't sinful in and of itself, yeah. what I'm eating mm -hmm. or what I'm drinking here, mm -hmm. uh, right? Yeah. So we have to be careful. Uh, with that, I think for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah, yep. yeah, no, it's good. I think there's another like aspect to this that you know some people don't eat for the taste, and some people don't eat for the uh, you know what you were saying, like you know if it makes me feel bad, like stop mm -hmm. eating it. Mm -hmm. But like some people eat, and this is in my case, like I eat to feel satisfied. You know, like when you're hungry, I don't I don't like to feel hungry. I want the feeling of satisfaction. So I'll eat and eat until I feel satisfied. And I think that becomes the idolizing factor too, is because at that point I'm finding my satisfaction in feeling satisfied instead of being satisfied in Christ and obeying him. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think so much about food. I've thought through this stuff so much yeah. just because I don't want it to be an idol, but it's the same way. I mean, I want to... <clears throat> I look, I look forward to meals. Yeah, absolutely. We do. And <laughs> so then I want it to be good. Yeah. You know, and I like to cook. I like to do these different things. And so it becomes important. But, yeah, just trying to judge again when has that yeah, gone too far. Right, exactly. Is it bad yeah. Is it bad to have that feeling of satisfaction of eating a good meal and thinking, man, that was good? Is that bad? No. No. But, but it can be. When all I think about is lunch and yeah. dinner and yeah. breakfast. Yeah. And these things, and then I'm getting angry because right. it's not as satisfying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the thing, I think, whenever we yeah. start going around and becoming um, intolerable to other people around us, mm -hmm. yeah. or if it affects us with other people, 
Yeah. Um, that's the big mm -hmm. deal, right? Um, I mean, because, and you see it with little kids, like uh, little ones who don't know any better and they wake up and they're, I want breakfast. I want something to eat. And it's like, well, I can't right now. You know, I've, I'm in the shower or something when I get out. No. I want it now. I want my food now. You know, it's gonna be soggy. <laughs> yeah. He goes on here and he says this about this woman. He says that her belly now dominates her whole life. Even and he says the woman is what may be in what may be called the all I want state of mind. All she wants is a cup of tea properly made, or an egg properly boiled, or a slice of bread properly toasted. Um, that's all she wants, so to speak. So she and she, she becomes so demanding, and and eventually, what he says here is that meanwhile, the daily disappointment produces daily ill temper. Cooks give notice, and friendships are cooled. So she, her disappointment, she's made this so important in her life that it produces disappointment, which then makes her horrible to other people mm -hmm. and it produces within her all sorts of evil desires and um and he actually later on in the book there we'll call it greed um really is what it is she uh is thinking that she's owed everything right right instead of just being grateful um she she thinks she's owed everything by everybody else um and i i think this is, very, is a very helpful thing because it helps us to understand that gluttony it takes place in so many different ways and really it goes down to just greed and then ultimately we actually just think um yeah. i had one i had some fr a friend in in uh, high school and he would he would tell people you know the world was doesn't start and stop at your convenience mm -hmm. and but i think that's really what we start thinking is is that mm -hmm. the world should start and stop at my convenience mm -hmm. and everybody else is meant to be my slaves Mm -hmm. You had very mature friends in high school. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so. Yeah, life isn't Burger King. You can't have it your way. That is our struggle. Is though. that Burger King? Yeah, <laughs> have it your way. Yeah. Is that, uh, yeah. Burger King? Okay. I think so. I mean, it was one of their old slogans. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're not the king at this restaurant. <laughs> I mean, that's the problem with all of us, right? I mean, we're selfish. We're talking about a lot of first world problems here, too. <laughs> Uh, sins. Well, but I also, think. but also, no, I don't. I think so. But also, it's very possible to be a glutton in a yeah, terrible country too, right? And because you're right. overvaluing. It's always about the heart. I'm just saying, right? if you yeah. give me things that will sustain me, I'm still not going to be happy. Sure. sure. <laughs> I want it to taste sure. good too. Sure. You know, I want it to be cooked <laughs> yeah. the proper way or sure. something. Yeah. And uh, we, that's. I think that's the big thing that we realize in our faith as we try to walk with the Lord. We start to realize the number one problem is we keep getting in our own way yeah. of that, mm -hmm. and it, we 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 slowly realize how selfish we are in so many things, mm -hmm. and and this is one of those areas. I mean, just try to get a group of people together and decide where to go to eat. Yeah, it's difficult, yeah. and yeah. usually you have, like with us. I know we're <laughs> laughing, but with us, we all just bow down to Scott. <laughs> But we all give in to he's him. The biggest. I can say so many things right now. <laughs> but he's happy. But if he's, we, okay. He won't eat KFC. Yeah, that's not true. But let's be fair. Just, let's be just fair. Just my opinion. Let's be fair. If we left it to Spencer, where would we eat? We would never know. We wouldn't eat. We wouldn't make the decision. Wouldn't happen. What? You wouldn't make the decision. As long as it's we not would a be so hungry. We'd be starving by the end. If you guys ask me, where are we eating? 
Taco Bell? Yeah, every time. <laughs> Just about every wherever, time. Wherever you've got points. That <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. I that's got right. a free thing from here. I got a free thing here. Let's go eat here. Oh, my oh, gosh. <laughs> well, you said a second ago, like the first world problem, and then that is a matter of the heart. But it's like you said, that this gluttony effect can happen in so many different ways. Right. Yeah. For us, it tends to be from a first world perspective yeah, sure. of being picky mm-hmm. of, no, I don't eat that. Which is like, that's why so many times, like if you would talk to somebody that goes on their first mm-hmm. international mm-hmm. trip to a place that is poor, they usually come back having a very different perspective mm-hmm. about what I should be willing to eat mm-hmm. based on what I see yeah. other people have mm-hmm. and things. That changed for me, mm-hmm. you know, and so it, it gives you at least that mm-hmm. new refreshed mm-hmm. aspect yeah. Of, yeah. Mm-hmm. of not being too picky, mm-hmm. gluttonous, mm-hmm. greedy in that mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have found this in my life. I don't know if you guys have ever found this correlation. <clears throat> But when I take on the task of being disciplined in what I eat, uh, trying to lose weight or whatever, I have found that that helps me in my discipline spiritually. And when I don't do that, like when I just live my life eating whatever it is, not even thinking about it, I find that it's hard for me to find discipline in anything. Hmm. Really. I agree with that. And, um, be, and I think it's just because I just start to let discipline go in all areas. Yeah. And when I start to focus on one area, like I need to discipline here, it helps me then to mm-hmm. discipline with Bible reading, with prayer, mm-hmm. uh, with other stuff mm-hmm. in my whole life then starts to become more disciplined, more thought out, mm-hmm. right, in what I'm doing. And that that's actually one of the reasons I, I'm going to put in quotes, enjoy <laughs> trying to diet is because usually a side effect of that is I get disciplined in a lot of other areas of yeah. my life as, as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know why there's that correlation necessarily. I don't have, but I've just seen that mm-hmm. in my own life, uh, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe there's a deeper thing there than I realize at the moment, but it does seem to play out that way. Mm. That's good. Yeah, no, I think that that probably, um, that probably does happen. You know, you're just being intentional in one area. You're probably being becoming yeah. you know, more thoughtful. Maybe. Um, in other areas. Eventually, one of the things he says here is that he um, talks about men and about how this can happen with them. But eventually, one of the things that he, uh, Scott uh, pointed out, um, is that he eventually goes on to, to end this last part and talks about... Um, that we should keep this, the man, now turning our attention kind of more back to the Christian guy, um, keep your man in a condition of false spirituality. So um, one of the things he says is that um, about with chastity, he actually then dives into chastity itself and uh, says, if he must think of the medical side of chastity, feed him the grand lie which we have made the English humans believe the physical exercise in excess and consequent fatigue are especially favorable to this virtue. How they can believe this in the face of the notorious lustfulness of sailors and soldiers may well be asked. So he's going to yeah. eventually dive into the to the topic of chastity, which will bleed over into the next uh, letter. Um, so he talked about what? Physical exercise and but, that you feel... Because, holier because you're always tired and well, stuff like and that. especially with chastity, that this is the way. Because mm-hmm. probably, like he he says that school teachers have been pushing this thing that the way to get people to be chaste is to actually just wear them out with physical exercise, as if that is by itself 
Yeah, so I would I would flip that to today to be more readily available to us as busyness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. In our society, if you're busy, you are productive, you are holy, you are <laughs> good or something. Mm-hmm. And so that's why everybody, how are you doing? Man, right. I'm just busy. Yeah. That they that they think that that what does that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? And that that's right. a good thing, right? That's mm-hmm. a good characteristic for us mm-hmm. to have is busy. I don't think God, the Lord doesn't tell us to be busy, does He? No, he tells us to work hard, but He doesn't yeah. tell us to yeah. be busy. He actually tells us to rest mm. quite a few times. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole commandment devoted to that. Actually, last <laughs> yeah. I remembered, yeah, um, number uh-huh. four. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think, but overall, though, this whole letter is just a good reminder to the various nuances and oftentimes Mm. that sin can be hidden in ways that we don't expect it to be. Um, And just to always be reminded that what we think of as maybe the the one notorious instance of this sin, it can actually take place in many different Mm. forms. Mm -hmm. And uh, we all can be susceptible to one form or or the other, whether it's gluttony or any other Mm. sin um, on top of that. So. So how do we deal with that? How as Christians do we deal with that? Because as we continue to grow in our walk with the Lord, we just start to see stuff like this more and more. Like you you might, by reading this, by us going through this, might have just real, helped people to realize in their life, oh my gosh, I got all this sin that I didn't even realize, I hadn't even really been thinking about. So how is it beneficial for them to listen to this podcast that now that they feel like trash over how they handle food or something like that? So how do we as Christians deal with this of always getting sin rooted up and realizing it's deeper than I thought and it's deeper than I thought and it's more than this. Right. Hmm. Just be thankful Jesus was never gluttonous. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the first thing. Okay. Right. Our misery should lead us to then understand God's grace. So Jesus was never gluttonous. And uh, so he, he uh, it's funny, right? Because Jesus was accused. He, he yeah. fasted on the one hand. And on the other hand, he's mm-hmm. accused of just being a party animal. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, all he does is eat and drink with sinners. Mm-hmm. And so he was accused, you could be, you know, um, they, uh, they, he, he, he fasted for 40 days in the wilderness and did that. So I think the, the wonderful thing is it should remind us that Jesus did what I could not do mm-hmm. and cannot do. And then after that, um, use God's good gifts um, as gifts and, uh, and then and be grateful for what you have. When I, when God opens my eyes to a new sin in my life, I'm never surprised anymore. That's yeah. the way I try to view it. Yeah, I expect it. It's a good it's because a good thing. I mean, not not to think like really bad of myself, but it's just how it is. I mean, there's sin, but <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like you said, bal- balancing that with the understanding that it's not on my merit; it's on His yeah. merit. Who yeah. never who yeah. never did any of this wrong. Yeah. Jesus never yeah. did it wrong, and so. That's why we say this so often in services, and we try to say it every time we're teaching, mm-hmm. that it's on grace. And that's why we need to understand that is your walk on this earth with the Lord is going to be constantly digging out sin. If you're if you're living the Christian life how you should, mm-hmm. there are Christians walking around who aren't digging out any sin. But right. I'm, they're not being faithful right. in how they should be. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, God, if, if you're going faithful and reading your word, he's mm-hmm. going to continue to show sin in your life and tendencies that mm-hmm. are sinful, yeah. thoughts that are sinful. And some of those you'll battle for years and years and years and maybe never get rid of them, right? right. But by the grace of God, he'll help you with those things. But some you'll overcome just to find out there's another one under it. Yeah, That's right. why we believe in the resurrection, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. this is not it. Yeah. This is not it. I've, yeah. I'm, I'm looking 
for the resurrection and, mm-hmm. and I can't even raise myself then. Yeah. Um, and I think also as we live our lives then practically, it's interesting on the one hand, Paul warns us about, um, you know, just being gluttons and, and as far as um, not, we don't want to live a life where we just eat and drink for tomorrow we die or, or you know, mm-hmm. and just do mm-hmm. that. On the other hand, he warns people because there were people that were saying, well, we're very spiritual because of the foods we eat right. or whatever. And Paul is saying, no, that's not it either. Yeah. It's a middle path mm-hmm. between, mm-hmm. Um, in both of those instances, it's yeah. about Christ. Yep. Yeah. Um, that's, that's good. A, that's a different way. So, yeah, I'll say this. Uh, when I like, when I'm working on like a way that my selfishness is manifesting itself, like say through anger and not getting my way. And I'm working on that hardcore and it, you know, and, I, and, and I'm beating it. Like my selfishness manifests itself in something else. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Probably, yeah. yeah. I mean, like it's really hard, and you kind of you have to track it down, and you have to try to kill it at the root. Sure. But, but as I'm doing that, like I'm reminded, like Christ has died for my sin, mm-hmm. and even though I'm trying to kill this, and it manifests it in some other way, like Christ died for that too. Mm-hmm. And that's very comforting, you know, just re- being reminded as mm-hmm. what you guys were saying, like God's given me his grace yeah, mm-hmm. so that I don't in the end have to deal with that mm-hmm. sin. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm not punished for it, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. He did it all. Yeah. And now we can live in light of that and we can yeah. put to death the deeds of the body yeah. because of what he, he works in yeah, us too. Exactly. Okay. Well, Thanks so much for uh, chatting about that. The screw tape letters. Um, I don't know if there's any copies still available. The bookstore. We just sold another one just recently. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, cool. You're the book guy. Um, so, um, yeah. Thanks for watching or listening. Yeah. And uh, we uh, we'll be looking at the letter 18 the next time. All right. Thanks so much. Take care. God bless.